Hello and welcome to this 5Ws podcast. In this episode, we are going to look at the first five episodes of the new Lucasfilm slash Disney Plus series Star Wars Visions. My name is Maka and I'm here with AJ. So let's get started. Okay, who? I'm giving credit for this series to Kathleen Kennedy because she's the head of Lucasfilm and she must have okayed it at some point and the fanboys hate her and the fanboys can go screw themselves as yeah, far as... fucked. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not using potty mouth anymore because I want to be able to deliver this to the idiot fans, you know, the, the nut job ones. So if you put any swearing in, they'll say, ah, ah, but you swore at me. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> What? The first season of the new animated anthology series, Star Wars Visions. Where? Settle over the Star Wars universe and, of course, freaking Tatooine. <laughs> God. Why are when? we going to visit that planet all the time? <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm sick when? of it. Oh, come on, shut up. <laughs> when? Tatooine. Said it, said it many different <laughs> stages of the Star Wars universe. And a Tatooine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? Um, officially, um, this, this, is, this is the blurb. Star Wars Visions is a collection of animated short films presented through the lens of the world's best anime creators that offers a new diverse opportunity on Star Wars. Unofficially, it's an attempt to uh, diversify the fandom and perhaps and probably get the interest of some people who might not normally like to watch Star Wars, Noreen. Will it be a success? <laughs> Time will tell. Let's go. <laughs> Episode one, The Jewel. Set 20 years after the feudal Jedi Empire and a long time before the events of the films, a lone wanderer with no master. That's Ronan to you noobs out there. Witnesses remnants of the fledgling empire attempt to besiege a small village. I really enjoyed the setup for this one. It was very well done. He decides to save the village with the assistance of his R2 unit. He takes on the leader of the bandits, a former Sith Inquisitor, with heavily modified lightsaber while his droid saves the villagers. Okay. I'm just going to put this note in here now. This, this shows the depths that some fans are going to in, in disregard to this show. Some people don't like the umbrella lightsaber. Seriously, I don't like that. It's terrible. Oh, you've ruined Star Wars. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Just get over it. It's just something a little bit different. Oh, anyway, enough of the, those dickheads. Um, I love the design of his R2 unit. Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting the hat to fall off and, oh, it's R2 or something like that. No, they, as in R2D2. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Now, they showed a picture of it in the. Um, in the pre-production um, work. So I figured it was going to look like the, at that the whole time. I love the part about the boiling kettle as well. You know, when this kettle boils, mm, you have to mm. have this R2 unit fixed up. I'm sure that's from a traditional samurai story somewhere. Yeah, I think, like I think you're right. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, 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 you know, and, and anything I miss, I do apologize for, I've, I've tried to pick up as much stuff as I can, but some references I'm sure just will go flying past anyway. So yeah, as I said, some people are whining about the Inquisitor's saber Seriously, they just need to shut up. It's like, at the moment, this, this, these stories are not canon. 
C-A-N-O-N, although it's been suggested that might change in the future. And um, especially <laughs> if they pick up some of this stuff to make series out of, which they could do. So um, yeah, they just need to settle the down, settle down and calm the farm. It's just not worth getting worked up about at this stage. Anyway. After luring the bandit leader into a trap, Ronan kills her. Ronan, who is collecting red carbon crystals, decides to give the bandit leader's crystal to the villagers so they can repair the damage done to their home before he and the droid continue on their journey. Okay, I've skipped a huge amount of action there. Have. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I just I just can't get, you know, there's a lot to this. I just can't go into every single bit of this blow by blow. But, um, you know, a lot of action, a lot of killing, a lot of pew-pewing, a lot of lightsabering, all that sort of stuff. A lot of, I like the part where the kid got up as the village leader and tried to stick it to them and all that sort of thing, tried to be brave. That was done really well. Like I say, I'm sure... There, there, there was a bit of there was a bit of seven samurai in this. There was a bit of seven seven oh, yeah. samurai in a lot of them, but it, it, it's a tradition and it really doesn't bother me. The things that I did focus on for this is I'd like, really like to know the story of why he has a red blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't really explain that completely. You know, like all of the stories, you really could expand on this one with more backstory and more of oh, what happened sure. afterwards. It's just. There's just so much they could do. And, and I'd be really interested to know if they are possibly going to do that. I, I like the way he fooled the, um, I like the way he fooled the Inquisitor. I, I love their little um, fight on the log going down the river. Yes, that, that, that was cool. That was just so freaking cool. Um, yeah, and like I said, you just, there's so much in this, it's hard to mention everything, but it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one. I like the murky black and white animation style. I think that's meant to look like a cheap manga slash comic. Of course. Yeah, most, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a lot of them have a black and white, you know, are black and white, especially after the first few pages. But it also might be emulating the look of old black and white Japanese TV shows like The Samurai. Have you ever mm, seen any mm. of that one? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. quite, um, the contrast is sort of like it's real black and white yeah. kind of sort of do it yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's what they're trying to achieve with this i don't mind but yeah you know, it's it's just interesting just to note where they're getting this stuff from and either either way it's very moody and it's done very well but once again um i, I think a lot of people who are criticizing this show just don't know where this shit's coming from you know all, all this stuff is coming from places and it's it's all homage and all tribute and all that sort of mm. thing uh, but if you don't know it if you've got no idea at all if you've got no freaking visual literacy you're sitting there going Oh, uh, why is it in black and white? I don't like black and white. They should have done it in colour. To which I say, fuck off. And at least they did the sabres in colour anyway. And that's the thing. It just made the sabres really pop, didn't it? By having them in colour. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, how did the English language version sound, Maka? I think it sounded great. I mean, I, I, f- I forgot that there, yeah, that there was two, that like uh, yeah. obviously a Japanese and the, a dubbed meaning in the English version. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I went with the Eng- English version because yeah. I'm a pleb. I can watch the English. <laughs> I can't I be bothered Japanese reading. But, um, I'm brave. It's Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm uh, like, I know we're only what, one episode in. Uh, I'm going to put, this is my favourite of the whole, okay. of what, right. we, what we're going to review today. That's cool. This, I, I, and I, I, prob- yeah. and probably, probably the whole season too. Mm. I, I, I was blown away by this episode, but to be honest, there I, I didn't find much fault with many of them. I, I was like that. There was a few that weren't as quite as good as the others. I'll, I'll give it that much. 
but but overall as a series and you know we'll do more of this when we review the whole sort of thing later on overall yeah. as a series i thought this consistently worked really well in what it was trying to do and each each episode was trying to do something a bit different whether it was what it was looking at or what sort of style it was emulating or what they're trying to do with the characters and that sort of thing you know what i mean so and 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 that's the nature once again i bet a lot of people who are bad mouthing this probably don't watch freaking anthology shows and you know like um love death and robots and that sort of thing and don't mm. appreciate the fact it's like when you give it to a studio it's going to look different to what other studios do but anyway um i'm getting towards more so like overall points let's just keep going with individual <laughs> episodes for the moment so we've got episode two tatooine rhapsody a young padawan jay is on the run from clones in order 66 and is forced off a ledge he is injured and his lightsaber is damaged beyond repair but he is helped by gee a hut who plays bass in the rock band star waver so straight away this sets up with events from Revenge of the Sith. Uh, very well done. Um, since we know Baby Yoda escaped the Jedi Temper, oh, sorry, Grogu, um, it, it's, <laughs> it's fair to assume that others escaped as well. And, and this guy escaped and certainly had an interesting life from there. Let's continue on. Years later, Jay has joined Star Waver as their lead singer alongside Land the Drummer, Cody the lead guitarist, and their droid V5 as they play gigs to a fair size audiences. I thought the design of Land the Drummer uh, was awesome. I think it was one of the best alien designs I've seen in all of Star Wars, but it's only really oh. something you can achieve in animation, isn't it? Yeah, I I wasn't a fan, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, no, I love that. That irked me, it irked uh, me. Really? Oh, come on, it's yeah. a drama, it's a drama. <laughs> Didn't need three heads, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and three torsos and six arms. And, uh, no, I, I, I was I, happy I, with the multitude of arms and stuff, but like, yeah, the, the three sort of heads, yeah, it just, it, but as I said, like relies on different vi- uh, variations of, of Japanese anime, and I know this sort of sort of went on more on the cutesy side than the oh, this like the, the dual serious oh, oh, side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll get more into that later. Um, yeah. So I thought their droid V five had a good design as well. The little droid. I like I like the other droid that was a guitarist. That looked good. But but the little droid. I don't know if that's something we've actually seen in the shows before, if or if that was completely new. I think most of the droid designs in this were pretty new you know what i mean or, or variations rather yeah than, no i think they were, they were new. So, but, but yeah had a good design i like how the droids in general were pretty integral to the story in most of the episodes which is something lucas bent over backwards to do in the original trilogy but hasn't quite been the same sort of thing since um yeah this is characteristic of the original technology but that's been lost a bit over the decades uh, did you hear the wilhelm scream oh, a, no i can't in there. i'm trying to think I probably did, but I just probably didn't like. Okay. Reg- like I said, I was. You didn't hear it, man. What was going on? I sort of didn't. Fail. <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> the gig is interrupted by Boba Fett and a group of bounty hunters who seek to bring in Guy in as he is being marked for execution by Jabba the Hutt. It's hard to tell. It looks like a younger Boba Fett to me. Did you think that? It's. No, nah, it just looked like a super deformed or yeah, yeah, like a character. It looks like it could have been younger, maybe. Um, might have been super deformed. Yeah, it, you know, admittedly, compared to the size of, of Jabba, he looked um, small. He looked maybe normal size or that sort of thing. I, I like the design. I, you know, I thought it, I thought it was cool. 
Um, I thought it was good. I think that. I think he was just sort of designed for the way the rest of the other characters. Maybe, in the, in yeah, the, maybe. Because even uh, Bib Ficina looked sort of quite sort of cartoony yeah, yeah. looking. But yeah. Anyway. Um, but I, I, it's hard to tell. I, I think he looks cool even in caricature form like this. I thought he looked Oh, cool. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The band manages to fight their way through Bobber's little gang and escape, but they are pursued by Bobber in Slave One. After a brief chase, their ship is brought down and Guy is captured. Inspired by a recording of their first time playing together, Jay leads the remainder of the group to Tatooine, where they make a deal with Jabba that Guy can play one last song with the band before he is executed. It would have been nice to have some sort of cutaway scene with them negotiating uh, this deal with Jabba. That could have been something that would have been a bit fun because Jabba's not much of a negotiator. God knows how they got to pass him. <laughs> but this is younger Jabba. Maybe he was a bit softer in his younger days sort of thing. I don't know. Together again, Starweaver plays a rousing song that is broadcast all over Tatooine and loved by the audience, Jabba and even Baba. I loved the cutaway to the cantina band just sitting there watching the holograph of the performance. That was cool. <laughs> uh, nice shot of Obi-Wan's hut as well. Can yes. you imagine if that had shown Obi-Wan sitting there in his hut tapping away to it? Just people would have been blowing up. <laughs> would have been a great cameo. They missed an opportunity, man. <laughs> Ooh, this is a really good song. <laughs> I never had an R2 unit. <laughs> Jay then convinces Jabba to let Guy go as the newfound publicity could prove profitable to him if he sponsors them. Now with a fame base, a sponsor, and the band back together, Starweaver continues to play to the cheering crowd. Okay. This episode had a very Macross, which is a Japanese animated series, vibe to it with the idol singers and the rock music and the band and solving their problems through the power of music rather through violence and that sort of thing. Because you know, I seriously thought it'd just be a huge gun battle at the end or something like that for them to, to escape. I didn't see the end of this episode coming the way they did it, but whatever. So um, Kid Bobber looked cool. We've already talked about that. A lot of fans are whining that they don't like this episode. It definitely sounds better in Japanese rather than in English. And I was flicking between the two. And it, who, who was it? It was, um, it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt, wasn't it? Playing the main guy and singing oh, was it I, I, yeah I, I, it was I and and he, his singing voice isn't that great uh i i, I, I just think <laughs> I it's, thought it was all right <laughs> uh, i think it, it sounded it def, like a lot of these things it definitely sounded better in japanese um especially for the singing parts uh like i said got a real macros vibe to it and so since things aren't being told by Ryan, so i'm sure a lot of fanboys are not happy with this boohoo i did flick over to the english language version briefly to hear tamura morrison as Boba Fett, that was that was really cool. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, um, very limited part, but uh, it, it's going to be weird with the bit with the book of Boba Fett because since most of the time in his you know fictional career, Boba Fett's been so like in the background all the time. To have him at the foreground of things is just going to be bizarre. So, <laughs> and and the question is, will it work? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I would love to know, and I couldn't find out. I'd love to know if the guy who did the Japanese voice for Boba Fett has done Boba in anything else like the Mandalorian or anything like that. But that's difficult to find out. They don't always list the um, Japanese unit because you know how they do the Japanese dubs for these things mm, as well. Mm. And uh, yeah, they, they don't always, that information isn't desperately forthcoming. So I looked around, even IMDb, IMDb was a bit like, oh, we don't know sort of thing. It's like, oh, thanks guys. 
nice animation style, very different to the others. It was a cutesy animation. I wouldn't say necessarily juvenile, but certainly. Oh no, of course not. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't um, mean it like that. I just, yeah, yeah, it just. Yeah. It, it, it. It's not yeah. like as realistic as what I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, was the only episode. This was the only episode to feature characters we already know. I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I yes. don't think anybody else. That's okay, but it was just interesting to note that you know the appearance of Jabba, Bib Fortuna. Boba Fett and a couple of the other bounty hunters. That that was really strange. It must have must have been a bit of a privilege to them, or maybe it was a curse to them. You've got to work with characters <laughs> the fans already know. Don't upset the fans. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Let's continue on to the next one. Oh, thank, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just want to say I wasn't a huge fan of the music sort of thing in it, as in like the Macross thing. I yeah, it just didn't work for me. I mean, I, I like sort of the, like up until like when Boba got G or G, however you say it, back. Mm. I yeah, when it went into the sort of music thing, I sort of just went, oh no, no, no. Do, <laughs> After do, the duel, I kind of was, I was expecting it to sort of you know uh, a yeah, bit more uh, you know pew, <laughs> pew, 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 but it's like just sh- shredding guitars. It's like oh okay, <laughs> fair enough. I understand, but, but I let it live. I let it live. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Gonna be, I'm not one of those fanboys that are, are going apeshit over it. No, I won't. I'm, I'm not going to oh, be doing some that. Some fanboys and some critics are really going apeshit over it. But like I say, that they've never seen anything like it before, a lot of them. So I'm sure that they're like, I don't understand this. Uh, at least you know what I'm talking about. You've seen some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how they do like to incorporate, you know, the Japanese do like to incorporate music into their stuff and oh yeah that's that, that's that's yeah. how i took it like I, that's yeah. what i mean i, I sort of went yeah. okay yep i know that's you from know a japanese standpoint yeah. they like doing yeah. that so and yeah. i i i respect that but it just I, for me it just yeah. sort of uh just, you know i i would i would suggest watching just watch the singing bits in japanese see if you think they sound a bit better wouldn't hurt up to you because like i said i <laughs> i compared both and like i said it's, it's just i don't know and uh, i don't know i'll get on more on the english versus japanese in the next one anyway uh, are we good to go? Yeah. Okay. Ep- episode sure? three, the twins. Episode three, the twins. Kari and Am are twins who are conceived and cultured in the dark side of the force by the Empire and later the First Order to create a new weapon aboard a Star Destroyer on the level of the Death Star prior to the events of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Really interesting concept of the... Double, double Star Destroyer um, <laughs> looked cool. I like the variations they had on a lot of the original ideas that they include in this series. They, you know, they just take something and they just modified a bit so it was a bit different, mm. all that sort of stuff. But anyway, yeah. Um, I love the twins with their versions of the Vader costume. He had one that looked more like the top of Vader's head and she had one that looked more like around the mouth and all that sort of stuff. That was mm. really good. Some of the exposition coming out of the C-3PO design droid was a bit clunky that they needed to squeeze that in. I don't know if you saw, there was a very fast flashback to the origin of the twins created through the power of the dark side, possibly too fast. It's like, well, what happened there? But actually watching, I watched the flashback when I watched (laughs) it the second time. The flashback actually goes backwards, starting with them being more adult and going back to... um, in the womb sort of thing. It's like, man, that, that makes it even more confusing. confusing. Um, As the destroyer plans to attack the new Republic, Carrie, who, 
Sorry, is it Kari? Kari, 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 I think. Kari, who has opened himself to the light side, steals the kyber crystal powering the weapon and attempts to flee, but is confronted by his sister, who is heavily devoted to fulfilling her born duty. I like the part where they're escaping and he tells the droid not to worry, they won't be found. <laughs> and the first door he opens is just stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he just looks at the droid and is like, okay, you told me so. This droid actually had a lot of good advice. It was almost like Yoda. Since that quotes Yoda at one point, oh my God. Um, nice voice treatment for them as well when they had their helmets on, nice metallic sort of sound. I love how he freezes the stun blasts and the stormtroopers had really nicely designed guns. I don't know if you noticed that at all. They had these mm-hmm. strange sort of round guns we've never seen before. Once again, obviously they're allowed to take the liberties of that. One question I do ask, where the hell did he get that X-Wing from? Yeah. And, and why was that just sitting on the Imperial hangar bay? That was just one slight problem. I would love to see more, some of the little gaps filled in with this story as well. It's like, how did he, come to this mentality while his sister was obviously so far down the dark path. Uh, and I like the part where she's quizzing him. It's like, where are you planning on going with that? And he says, to a galaxy far, far away. It's like, yeah, that's yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> M harnesses the power of the kyber crystal to gain great power, despite Carrie warning her through the force that she will die if she continues to fight him. Um, the fight ends up in space with neither having a space yes. suit and they're talking to each other. Uh, this has snapped the brains of some Star Wars fans. Oh, <laughs> they're just absolutely losing their minds. Oh, when they're in the space and they get there, and like, oh, no, what? Nobody remembers what Leah did in that movie. I don't want to remember that. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, and it's like with with the Japanese people don't understand with Japanese stuff. Um, style comes first quite often. And reality can be a very distant mm. second at times. And yeah. so it was just about achieving the style of it. And it wouldn't have worked as well with their helmets on, with them yelling at each other like that. No. That's, <laughs> that's all they're trying to do. And it's like, don't take it. You don't even have to take it literally. If you just want to imagine they had their things on their heads, whatever, you know. But yeah, like I say, some fans are just overreacting to that. Um, I love how stylish and stylized this episode is. It looks great. What do you think of the look of the X-Wing? Yeah, like that, that was fantastic. Like, yeah, the, you know, the, the angles and the lines of I don't yeah. know how when, when Carrie was on, well, I think yeah. we haven't got to that bit yet, but when he was yeah. on standing on the on the X Wing, it's just like, oh. yeah. And, and just, oh. I, I love the color of it as well. It was mostly white, but it just, just looked stunning. It yeah. just looked amazing. You know, like I said, it's, you know, like I said, it was all about style. You, you sacrifice a bit of the realism and a bit of the reality in general just so it looked fucking good. And this is a Japanese thing. And this is why, oh, this is why something mm. like the Bad Batch. It's so freaking boring to me sometimes because they never <laughs> they, they never really put style up as high as it should be and it just looks dull as a result. The Kyber crystal is split in half with Carrie using his half to create a white lightsaber. I like how he projects, even though I mentioned the previous one, I like how he projects the vision of the future to her using the force. That's, you know, the, the force premonition thing is another thing that's quite often forgot about. You know, in just about every each episode of this, they used so like a different force power that isn't necessarily commonly used. But I, I thought they did a really good job of that. It was a very anime and manga style battle. I loved it. You know, characters all out of proportion, but still looking really good as they fight and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And sure, they got bendy legs and bendy arms and bendy bodies and all that sort of thing. But like I say, it's just about the movement and the visuals. You, you know, you don't get too worked up going. Hang on, how how could how could anybody move or do that sort of thing? 
there's something about the quality of the voice of the Japanese voice actors once they start raising their voice and yelling at each other. <laughs> That sounds really good. I was flicking once again back between the two, and I prefer the Japanese one. I don't know the Japanese that ah, ah, you know when they when they really start yelling at each other, it sounds good. When, when you go to English language, we always sound freaking whiny in English. <laughs> so I don't know that that's partially biased, but whatever. Okay, let's move on. In the end, Curry uses his X-wing fighter's hyperdrive to tremendously increase the power of his lightsaber blade and overwhelm Am using the lightsaber in a hollow maneuver to destroy part of the Star Destroyer. Emma's is later recovered while Carrie, who crash lands on Tatooine, vows to rescue her. The R-Duo, which was his R2-D2 equivalent, I thought it was really good and I really liked the design of that unit. Uh, yeah. And when he says to him, it's just like you said, R-Duo, there is no try, only do. And that's when he's having lots of self-doubt and all that sort of stuff. So the droid quotes Yoda at him somehow. But uh, I, 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 <laughs> I missed out on that. There is not, not try, only do in the first one. And I saw it the second, I was like, oh, I know what that's from. Just, I don't know, it just worked really well. I, I thought it was really cool how the Star Destroyer ripped in half like that. Uh, yeah. Like in The Last Jedi, that looked good like it did in Last Jedi. The, the one thing, here's a detail in, why the hell does the droid need a space suit? Yeah. And, I, and, and the C-3PO comes out to rescue him. He's got a helmet. I know, on. I what noticed that. Fuck? I was like, what the? <laughs> I only picked up on that the second time. Maybe that is just thumbing its nose at people. It's like, oh, you get, want to get worked up about space suits? Well, try and figure this one out. <laughs> I don't mind. Like I say, it's all about style. It looked good. I'm not going to be lying there awake at night getting worked up about it, and I'm not going to be typing on the internet no. this was the worst thing ever because of this oh, detail oh my god they are going off like that i swear to god um, oh, man. I, I thought it was the best x-wing landing ever it all smashed up even like that an x-wing looks cool oh. yeah, you see that that's the thing yes that they were just good at exploiting that sort of stuff. The episode ends ends on Tatooine, a freaking course. Let's go to Tatooine <laughs> again. We haven't seen enough of that place. Um, I really like this one. I'd like to see more. Yes. I like yeah. how one twin had the C-3PO style unit and one had the R2 unit. I like the way the animation was rendered, not overly detailed, but when necessary, it allowed for a lot of flying movement, which was very important in this story. A really, a lot of design work in this was just awesome mm, mm. really really good excellent usage of the kyber crystals but that's right through just about every episode features nearly yeah. kyber crystals in every one this is great and and this is a sort of thing i'll, I'll get more into it later i wonder i, I would like to see oh, what would you call it the sheet they're given saying what they've got to do uh, it's not a manifest it's um Oh, like a Bible of of yeah, yeah, Bible or no? There, there's another. Well, they can can't do sort of. Uh, I know uh, what you mean, but yeah, 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 I'm sure there's a design word for that sort of thing. It's like you have to what you do has to fit in all these sort of parameters, sort of thing. They must have been given something, or or, or they must have at least been given some do's and don'ts. And, and you know, don'ts would have been you know, don't have thing Luke Skywalker in it or Princess Leia or that sort of thing. Don't Ooh, have. Oh, hang on a minute. Like oh, oh, you're bringing up something I'm going to talk about in a sec. What I really enjoyed this episode, hmm. and I also enjoyed it because I reckon for me, you could say it's a variant version on the star on the on the on a new hope and all that. Oh, with them being because twins, with them being twins, this yeah. is how Luke, this is Luke and Leia, 
yeah. in an alternate variant timeline. Oh yeah. And that's how they were they were created instead yeah. of like, you know, being bored to Padme yeah. and all that sort of crap. Oh, yeah. Or you yeah. could or it could have been, you know, mm. Padme, okay, yes, did pass away, but then Anakin yeah. used you know the the cloning or, or some sort of tool, not planning tool, but like used the the tools to create his 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 kids, yeah, and and Luke and Leia and that sort of thing. And then we then we sort of you know that that, that like Luke obviously was more on the light side. Leia became the dark side, yeah. And that, that's what I mean. Like to me, this this is this could be like a, a rebooted version of A New Hope. Oh, exactly. It, it's okay. Okay, how about this? This is the what if Luke and Leah were raised by Darth Vader? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly that, how that's exactly how I... That's exactly what it could be. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Could fit into that 100%. And, and like I say, it really added to the story. And yeah, I, mm. this to me was one of the best ones easily. I, I can yeah. see how it probably shit, would shit a lot of people. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. It, I, I was Because especially at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, the twins thing and all that sort of stuff and how they could have been and all that sort of thing. So yeah, you're absolutely right with that. So with this, yeah, it's, this is probably, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it would be a homage to Leah and Luke, you, you could say, that sort of thing, or a mm. what-if sort of thing. But yeah, absolutely. So, oh, God, mate, mate, ooh, maybe it's... And the Star Destroyers was, was the Death yeah. Star. That's what I mean. It's yeah. just all... It's, maybe, like, it's just it, like a, it's a, it's a what-if version yeah. of, of the New Hope. <laughs> I, I, you'd have to wonder maybe if at some point that was going to be Luke and Leah as well. You'd never know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they probably had, it, well, no, it probably was, but they probably had to change the names because oh no, we can't have a what if version of that because there's a what if <laughs> Captain America at the moment and you know all that sort of stuff and uh, yeah. uh, so, all right, <laughs> you know. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't worry, there, there's a huge amount of nerdling is out there clamoring now for what if Star Wars. They've been putting their own ones up. What if, what if this happened? What if that happened? And most of them are boring uh, shit from the prequel trilogy. What, what, if, what if, what if Jar Jar did something? Somebody the other day, uh, I want to see a new show with Jar Jar Binks. I want to know what happened to him. It's like, I don't want uh, to. I'm just glad he died at some point, obviously. But anyway, <laughs> enough enough about whining about the fans. But yeah, yeah, ex- uh, excellent usage of the Kyber crystals. But yeah, I, I'm just getting back to my original point. I wonder if they were directed to use them and the lightsabers a lot. Or, and I'll make the, I will make this point later on, was it just the fact that the Japanese recognised that the lightsabers, samurai sword connection and just, you know. Oh, for sure. You know, that Absolutely. as well. So, yeah. yeah. That, so. that is like, you know, over guns and stuff, the, you know, Japanese steel is, is you know, that the... the, the, yeah. the yeah. I've got points where I talk about that in the next podcast that I've got that plan. Okay. But, but, <laughs> but, but that's the thing. And, and this is the other thing a lot of people don't realise. It's like, a lot of Star Wars has very Japanese origins to start with anyway. Oh, of course. Very Japanese or- origins. Bloody Lucas, George Lucas was a fan of the Akira Kurosawa films and all that sort of stuff. And I bet he probably did watch that Samurai show growing up. We missed out on it because it was black and white. You know what I mean? Just, just by having, you know, you know, like I say, a lot of fans don't appreciate the origins of this. And if they did, I think they'd be more respectful of this show. But anyway, yeah, let's move on. Oh, oh yeah, one last point. The animation, the action and animation gets pretty outrageous at times towards the end of the episode. <laughs> um, but like I said, I've seen it done before in anime. It's not a problem. It's just the way it is. You know, don't don't get worked no, up about no, it. That's that just take yeah. it for what it is. And it's, yeah, yeah it was fantastic. With, with this episode in particular and with a few others, I can't wait until I can actually take the time to go through with my frame grabber and just grab some really cool frames and put them up online and that sort of thing. Because especially in this episode, there's just so like a few very brief shots of like, 
well, that just looks so cool, you know, just so set out so well and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, let's move on. Episode four, The Village Bride. Years after the Great Jedi Purge, a fallen Jedi 9F is drawn to a remote planet by an explorer named Valco. He explains that bandit raiders have reprogrammed old Separatist battle droids and are holding a village hostage. The village's chief's daughter, Haru, and her fiancé, Asu, intend to surrender to the bandits as collateral the following morning, where Haru's sister, Saku, wants to fight the bandits. This did have a slim plot line. Um, it was more of a quiet and contemplative story with a nice chunk of action at the end. But you just meant to sit there, take in, admire the beauty of the world they're on and the predicament they are in. I like the flashbacks to whatever happened to F. Um, subtle but well done. But once again, it's like, well, it'd be nice to know more of that story. Very nice music in this one. This had some of the best music of any of the episodes, a bit different to the others. F is a great character. Would love to see more of her in action. I thought yeah, her mask yeah. was cool and that sort of stuff. Don't, I don't, you, that bit where they show the collapsing mountains, I don't know what that was about. If that was meant to be symbolism or what it was, it was just a bit weird. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was strange. It was a bit like the Magnificent Seven without the Magnificent Seven. You know, that classic, it's like, oh, the bandits are coming to our village to take their tribute and we want to stop them from doing it sort of thing, which is mm. Magnificent Seven and that sort of stuff. I don't know that bit where it had a... No, it's not. It's Cowboys, man. It's got nothing to do with Seven Samurai. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, don't mention that. Oh, we're Americans invented everything first, didn't they? Oh, uh, I don't know if they're cutting <laughs> Sorry, off. Sorry, go on. That's okay. I, I, I keep forgetting to mention Samurai. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, I don't know if the cutting of the braid or hair has any deeper significance. It happened twice in the series. I'll have to look into that one. You know, mm. she because uh, she did it and then the girl in the one of the one of the later ones did it as well and i'm looking at it thinking i'm sure i have seen that in something before i i, I once again i have to look it up so that one sailed past me a bit the next morning the bandits revealed they have captured saku and attempt to execute her but f and valco intervene and kill all of the bandits Nice cameo by a thermal detonator. Uh, they didn't get to use it, unfortunately. Look out. It's uh, Roger Roger droids. Roger Roger. Roger, Roger. Oh, my God. They sound better in Japanese, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, don't worry. They still sound freaking ludicrous. And once again, I was switching back between the two. And I think they were just essentially taking samples from things like the Phantom Menace for the English language version and that sort of thing. I don't know what they're doing for the Japanese version if they're doing the same thing. Um, a good battle at the end of this episode. Brief but great action. I love the way the Millennium Falcon variant gets trashed by his hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I love her samurai sword mm. lightsaber. That looked awesome. Uh, nice using the force to stop the laser blast. Once again, drawing in things from the sequel trilogy. Um, the soundtrack cranked, cranked up nicely at that part, uh, at that point. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. F then departs the planet. Okay. So I thought the probe droid at the land, I thought that was a probe droid landing at the start of the episode. I don't know if it's supposed to be her, yeah, that meteor sort of thing coming out of the sky. And it's like, if that was her, man, she landed really badly. <laughs> then they show a destroyed probe droid later on in the episode. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I love the golden lightsaber, as I said, uh, and the shape of Samurai Sword, very cool. I love the understated nature of the story in this one, just a you know gentle story. I've seen a lot of Japanese movies like that where you're not, it's not rah, rah, rah all the time. You're just like, just sit back, take it in, 
and think of what was that Francis McDormand movie you like? <laughs> oh, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> what is it? I can't remember the name. Which one was it? No Madland. No Madland. There ain't no Madland. So if you don't like this, you don't like No Madland. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. No, because I actually, I really didn't. I mean, I like the ending, like the, I guess the second half of this episode, all that yeah. first part of the episode. Yes, I understand now reading your notes and where it, it is. It, it does show like na- the nature of the story, but yeah, yeah. it was boring as bad shit. Like, and that, and that, <laughs> That is why I think I fell out of love with anime. Oh, you're kidding. I mean, I know. What anime were yeah. you watching to have that happen to you? God. Well, I found, well, okay. It, well, what's that one that you used to love? Um, well, you, probably you still do love. Um, oh, no, the skinny robot know, ones. Yeah, Evangelion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, when, when, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, you know, you know uh, what I mean. Yeah. But when like in that was sort of like, okay, when's the action starting? When's like like there's just talking and it's just like this is boring and i'm i'm here like I, and i'm sort of like going back to you know like how macross well, i mean robotech how you know it was boom action 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 even when they had like the singing of min mate um you know singing that you know there's stuff happening in this it was kind of like okay they this guy's carrying the lady up the path okay that that earthquake sort of mountain things happen okay when are we getting on with some Jedi sort of Star Wars actual stuff. And yeah, it wasn't until the end of this episode, well, like, you know, when I guess after she cut her hair, that's when when it sort of kicked in. And And it's like, yeah. You're going to begrudge them for 10 minutes of soft and quiet (laughs) out of this Well, after after the previous, well, after after seeing the twins, you uh, you know. I I know, I know. And and then this happens, it's kind of like. Yeah, I know. I mean, actually, I actually, I mean, I I think, I, I don't know if I read it or you made a comment on something and it's like, I didn't even hear that or see that, but I I'll even admit, I even flicked on how to look at my phone <laughs> while this was on. So that's how it lost, that's why I lost my interest in it until it it it, it kicked in at the end. So okay. apologies, but like and, and that's right. what I mean. That's why I sort of fell out of love with with anime because it just seemed to be going in that way. I mean, like even with the most recent um, oh, what's that cop one um. Cowboy Bebop. No, not Cowboy Bebop. Um, with the female Scarlet Plater. What's Ghost that one called shell. again? Ghost in the Shell. The most recent sort of series of that, like the first episode was Kick-Ass and then pretty much the rest of the series was just like, I'm going to watch people talking. It's like, this is not anime. I'm here to sort of see things get blasted. Uh, and, and... Uh, <laughs> Don't start around looking at this on your own screen. Oh, my God. Oh, and, and, That's what I mean. Okay. You're the anime master these days. And like to, I said, to, I'm... To I'm... Fair, well, well, to be fair <laughs> to Evangelion, um, a lot of the quiet contemplative stuff in Evangelion with everybody just sitting around talking and, uh, and either the mouths moving or just cutting across people so you don't have to show the mouths moving, they were having serious fucking budget issues with that show. And, oh, and, okay. and, and they're having serious <laughs> budget issues, which led to um, the last two episodes going really abstract and really cheap. And, um, oh. they, they, and they redid it as a movie version where they got the budget back. And it's like, okay, but um, uh, look, uh, Japanese... Japanese stuff does have this habit sometimes of being a bit 
on the contemplative side and that sort of thing. Like oh, I say, true. it is no, in no nature. Doubt. So, and, and it can be sometimes a lot of really intense action and then, oh, it's getting quiet for a little while. And then more really intense mm. action. What, what you're talking about really though is, is, is the juxtaposing that, well, there's a big word, juxtaposing these different <laughs> episodes together. It, it can make, they can make so like uncomfortable bedfellows since they are very different from each other action wise and all that sort of stuff. And it, it I, I watched this as a binge because I was just worried somebody was going to blow something on me that I didn't want to know mm. about. I wanted to watch it first. Look after afterwards, it's like, yeah, I probably should have spread that over out over a couple of days of watching it. Um, and I think it probably would have been better, but so, so whether or not this is actually binge worthy is a matter for debate, because like I say, especially, you know, you're going to have contrasting episodes and that sort of thing. You might have action, action, action. And then you might have talk, talk, talk. So, you know what I mean? Well, I think, I think it's also like, I was, I wasn't um, in like enamored with, with F. I mean, I was, I was more in um, what was, I, have, I was more interested in the Han Solo wearing Ned Kelly helmet <laughs> than, than what, F the was, what, what F was doing. So, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah well, see, like I said, I think this was deliberately minimalistic like that. I think it was just meant to be a more mm. contemplative piece. Haven't you ever seen fucking Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? For God's sake. It's, it's, it's. It's going. It goes beyond Japanese stuff to just Asian cinema in general, and just sometimes it will be people maybe having a very casual sword fight amongst the trees while talking about philosophy. It does happen like that mm. sometimes. So anyway, we'll just agree to disagree on this one. I don't think I yeah, yeah, yeah. particularly right. Oh, so don't so don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. I loved loved what happened when when F yeah. sort of finally did it, decided yeah. to f and do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, worth but... it when we got there, man. Like I said, it's only 10 minutes. It's like it was half an hour. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on because oh, we've got still have one more to do. Yeah. Episode five, The Ninth Jedi. Long after the Jedi have faded into legend, generations after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which we all love, a man named Juro invites force wields across the galaxy to his temple to provide them with lightsabers and restore the Jedi Order. So I don't know. I've, I don't know about fan fiction. I don't know about legends or extended universe stuff. But I, to me, this is the furthest I've gone beyond uh, Rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? Uh, in, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Far away from those events and that sort of thing, because everything else I've watched, everything has pretty much ended at Rise of Skywalker. So it was just interesting to see that perspective. It's strange to think that the Jedi could vanish from the universe and using the force becomes unheard of and lightsabers aren't a thing anymore. But that was kind of the situation at the start of A New Hope anyway, because at the start mm. of The New Hope, all you officially had was Vader and Kenobi and, and Yoda, which we didn't know about at that stage. And that, that was, no. and, and some other ones who were hiding away, but that we <laughs> that had been retconned, retconned into it. But um, yeah, so that, I, I found that was interesting um a long time ago i guess <laughs> i love the way they are harvesting the carbon crystals from orbit that was done really well the big yeah um, that was cool thing coming up and grabbing them Fishing and rod things. Them. <laughs> yeah that was, fucking, well, that was so cool uh it was a good design of the space station as well that yeah. that was that was really unique so let's keep going a young man named ethan arrives and meets several other candidates uh as soon as they said um, that they would go, the swords they get would go the appropriate, colours appropriate to what the wielder 
is I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to be one blue and I knew the rest were going to be freaking red. I could just see that moment coming at that point in time. I thought, <laughs> this isn't going to go well. <laughs> and, and they weren't necessarily signposting it that much, but I could just pick up on it. So, yeah, anyway. On on two of the characters, I, I sort of was like, oh, yeah, they, oh, yeah. they seem a bit dodged, yeah. but the rest I wasn't. Well, anyway, yeah. let's yeah. We'll, don't want to spoil us. Yeah. Meanwhile, the lightsaber smith, Zima, finishes constructing a lightsaber's when Dark Hunters attack, Zima orders his daughter, Kara, to deliver them to Juro before being captured. Kara overpowers one of the hunters and commissions a pilot to reach Juro's temple. Um, I, this bit was really good. I loved all the design work here. I loved those the design of those hunter dudes with their helmets and yeah, that sort of thing. They, were cool. they, they looked really, really good. I liked them riding around on the speeder bikes and all that sort of stuff. I could mention, it the, mention this at the end, but I'm going to mention this now. The number of episodes for this series was originally 10 and they decreased oh. it down to nine. And it was because of this episode. It's this episode started development as two separate films. I think it was going to be one film was set oh. on the planet and the other film was set on the asteroid, but they're going to be completely different from each other. You know what I mean? Oh, they weren't okay. going to be linked. So at some point, yeah, being confined later on to achieve something on a grander scale. So at some point, somebody said, hey, that idea there is compatible with that idea there, where they're in orbit. Why don't we combine the two and actually get a stronger story out of it? Makes sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you can see absolutely where it always was now. So with the with the story with her on the planet, there's probably them making lightsabers and then getting away from the hunters. And the original story for the guys in space was waiting around to get their lightsabers from whoever. And then eventually he's turned, he's turned up and um, used the lightsabers to find out which ones are good and which one, or which ones are Jedi and which ones are Sith. So I, I think they probably looked at that as being a weaker story without the half on the planet. I think the half on the planet made it a stronger story. So I, they made the right call, I think, combining these two. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it worked really, really well. So, yeah, I just wanted to jump onto that point there and point that out. So, because I had heard they dropped the numbers of episodes, but I, I didn't know what they were going on about. And once, once you see it, it all makes sense. However, when she arrives, all of the candidates, save Ethan, reveal themselves to be Sith, sent to assassinate Juro and any Jedi he found. Juro, Ethan, and Kara kill all of the Sith and embark on a new journey to restore the, the Jedi Order and rescue Zima, except for the guy who woke up. <laughs> The, the big the big tall dude oh yeah with the pur- who his lightsaber went purple <laughs> went purple yeah what well, that's when i was like hang on his lightsaber's gone purple and then i went oh okay yeah no he okay cool because i go purple I, at the start or did it go red i didn't know it. it was red it was red first and then it became purple okay. and when i noticed yeah. that was like oh and i know this is going to sound really dumb and or maybe weird and stupid I really enjoyed that character before they revealed it to be Sif. I was thinking, oh, this, I, I sorry, I like the big giant sort of Chewbacca-y type yeah. characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, here, yeah. and here he is yeah. with a lightsaber. I went, cool. I want this guy to, you know, be a good yeah. cool, you know, to end up to be, you know, Jedi. And then thank God he, he, yeah. he sort of, you know, he woke up from the Sith power controlling him or something yeah. and then he's, he's yeah. obviously Turned now around. on the jedi side yeah which was yeah fantastic and i think as you may mention later on oh yeah i i'd love this to continue on as a, as yeah, a series uh, as well I, this this I'm, particular storyline yeah. i'm going to talk more about it when we review the other four and just yeah, yeah. a bigger discussion but i i will say myself i think 
this one is the stronger, con- strongest contender to build on and go on for something else. Just oh, also for, sure. for the fact that it's set in, in the far future from the Star Wars we know. So they can make their own mythology. You know what I mean? They're not mm. tied, you know, they're not shackled down, which some shows are, to existing mythology. They can just go on and make something new out of it. I think it'd be great. I think it's got a lot of potential for it. But anyway, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, that, that was the nature of this story. So let's finish the story, I guess. Or, or did we? No, we did. We have. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm tripping out. So yeah. Um, a simple story, but with so much promise. Uh, at least there was one piloted robot in this when the guy was fooling them all by being in the big robot suit. That was one yes. Japanese thing that kind of at least made kind of a mention, I guess. I uh, could kind of see it coming. Uh, I like how the girl's blade changed color during the battle. It went from being that sort of gray, you know, vacant color to being green all of a sudden when she became a Jedi sort of thing. That that was really good. Yeah, I thought I thought she had like a dark saber at first, but no, no, no. He he said to her on the planet, he said, "Oh, it'll it'll go a color mm, mm. at, at yeah, the yeah. time." But yeah, well, that's still really cool as well. Um, okay, does this mean that Revenge of the Sith isn't canon? now since anakin's blade did not change color when he went to sith there you go i said it i fucking said it there it is that's it go for it star wars fans revenge, <laughs> revenge of the sith isn't canon anymore <laughs> yay Vader's blade should have gone red i've yet to put this question up on the groups, but oh, oh my do God. it, man. You're gonna do can you, it. Can you imagine the shit storm? But anyway, <laughs> I like well, like I say, this isn't officially C-A-N-O-N at the moment, but if it ever is, that's a tough question. They're gonna have to ask George Lucas about one day. Oh, maybe it's the fact these are really modern <laughs> lightsabers. I don't know. Um, yeah, probably my favorite out of the bunch. So many good ideas, so many cool designs, all that sort of stuff. I like the pilot droid with his remarks when he's like, oh, why don't yeah. you ask the other ones? And then, then when they're all fighting, he's looking at us and going, oh, that's a pretty good move. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just, just a nice bit of, just a nice comfortable bit of comic relief that fucking George mm. Lucas could learn from sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, I made the point, the number of episodes being decreased. You can see where it's split, one film, um, probably show the action on planet while the other set in space. Sure. So that's the first five episodes. We'll get into the other four episodes as soon as possible. I'll just quickly go through some of the general notes I dragged from the other one that were appropriate to this. This series has generated some fanboy whining. And that's actually, you know, I, I was all gung-ho about doing a review for this early. I don't mind it's taken a couple of days because I've been able to take in some of the critical responses to this. And it, it has been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, some fanboy whining that they don't like it. Two things to remember. A lot of the fanboys probably haven't seen too much anime or consider animation in general to be just for kids. You, get, you always get that attitude in people sometimes. It's yeah. just a kid's show. It's animated. It's like somebody just got their head cut off and blood went everywhere. It's still a kid's show. It's just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> second thing, a lot of the fans I've seen whining about Visions say they prefer the freaking Bad Batch. Uh. Oh, what what no. does that say about their taste or lack thereof? In all honesty, <sighs> the Bad Batch is really good and it's much better than this. It's like, you are kidding me. I'd put any, any one of these stories up against the Bad Batch by itself and say I'd oh, much yeah. rather a series out of this than another oh, 16 sure. episodes of the Bad Batch next year. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just, oh, my God. Um, the other thing I'm going to, I'll mention it now. I was going to mention it now. I might as well mention it now. 
The other thing I liked is these stories use a huge amount of Star Wars assets much more frequently than something like the Bad Batch or that sort of thing. You've got loads of lightsaber action. You've got the presence of Imperials and the Jedi and the Sith. The soundtrack sounds much more like Star Wars. The use of speeder bikes, um, cool droids important to the plot. They, they keep, everybody keeps saying, I've got a bad feeling about this, and it kind of works in this. Um, yeah. Boba Fett in there, being cool, etc. These stories all go to the real heart of Star Wars, like the Mandalorian did the second that Baby Yoda appeared. I made that point before, but that's that's what it is. Because mm. you know, I was I was watching the Mandalorian first episode and it was good, but then as soon as Baby Yoda appeared, it's like, like I say, it went to the heart of Star Wars mythology in that moment, and it's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and these shows are like that as well, and, that, and that's why pretty much with any one of these shows, you could take it and do a series out of it, and it would be interesting. It'd be definitely fun to watch. I suspect some of them might not be so easy to do because of legal reasons, one in particular. <laughs> but I'll talk about that <laughs> next time. A little bit of plagiarism. It's, it's just a tribute anyway. <laughs> it'd be really easy to take, with, with bad, something like The Bad Batch, you could take a lot of the Star Wars out of The Bad Batch and make it a more generic sort of science fiction show very easily. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. It, yeah, the the yeah. Star Wars identity on the Bad Batch is, is tacked on. And yeah, there was somebody this morning saying, oh, Star Wars mm. Visions, this is the worst thing to have the Star Wars name attached to it ever. And, and my comment was, my first comment was, <sighs> you obviously haven't seen the Bad Batch. And my second comment should have been, should have been, I didn't bother. You haven't seen the fucking holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's the sort of ignorance. That's the sort of ignorance we're up against here. And, and I, but then I was like, yeah, well, it did have the singing then. <laughs> so, <laughs> the holiday special did have that. But oh, I don't know. So, all right. I, th I think we can wrap it up there. I, I don't want to do a broad overview yet because we'll do that in the next no. episode. So I think we've covered everything. Oh, God, how long have we gone for? freaking i don't know uh, i'm not sure it's a while but but the only, the only as you said i, I think you like you, said, you brought up in, in your last sort of paragraph yeah. and i don't know if it was this was a prerequisite for all the directors all the creators that they had to get i've got a bad feeling about this in pretty much every yeah. single episode yeah <laughs> and i, I like that i love that I, I loved it i loved the way they used it they used it properly because I don't know. Yeah. It was okay in the original trilogy when they started dumping it in the other films. It's like it never sounded right. It always sounded poor. Yeah, no, this, no, no. This it was good because you could tell just being a tribute to the original, like yeah. like the whole series is. Um, I like the soundtrack as well. Sounds Star Wars without ripping off the original and better soundtrack than the Bad Batch garbage. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know, uh, and and I can see this is going to put us at loggerheads with a lot of other fans. And there are people out who are getting out there saying I think Visions was great which is a really good thing. I, I just think it promised that, you know, that there's actually hope that you could make Star Wars interesting. And, and the first thing you've got to do is actually ditch pretty much every character we know and just start from scratch, which works better, I think. Yeah. Um, even if it is still paying tribute to them and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, any other points you want to make? Well, just saying that, I think this will actually sell uh, Tykers. And I don't know if... Um... Oh, what's his name? Johnson's. Is he still doing his Star Wars He's movie? He's still supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think having like, obviously, you know, we know the mythology of it, but these are completely all new characters. Yeah, I know. Well, that's I'm, the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sold. I'm sold. Which means you should be able to, I mean, I guess Mandalorian also has done that, even though we know some of the, you know, the characters. Yeah. 
backgrounds. I'm obviously, you know, Luke shows up. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. Um, but we you can continue on doing Star Wars without Han, Leia, Luke, yeah, Chewie, yeah. you know, all that. And 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 it still is fantastically done, other than yeah. the bad batch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Uh, that, that's what I thought they were originally going to do with the prequels. I thought they were going to take the prequels into a time hundreds of years beforehand, because all, all the prequels did most most of the time was just tell us stuff we already knew. Um, Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. turns into Darth Vader. I knew that uh, the Emperor takes over the universe. I fucking knew that too. You, you know what I mean? It, it really did just and and yeah, or or it could or it should have gone back far enough. You know, how old is Yoda supposed to be? 800, 900 years. Go to when Yoda was. 300 years old or something like that and show yeah. show show you know i'm all I'm, i know there's been video games and books and shit about this but you know the, the original conflict between the sith and the jedi and that sort of thing you know back in the olden days i think that would have been much more interesting than the prequel trilogy that we got but <laughs> but but, but uh, there yeah, this this does show a way forward where you don't have to lean too heavily on all the original characters you can just mm. you know build build on the mythology of the show like i say which which has been good and that's how the Mandalorian's done it. And even though it was great having Luke appear in The Mandalorian, still didn't need it to happen. Still would have been a great show without no. it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. Well, that wasn't critical to the show. I didn't mind. It was a nice cameo. But if Luke had have said, I'm staying, it would be like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yes. What's going to happen now? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Are you going to look like that the whole time? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, okay, so we can probably wrap it up there. So yeah. uh, we'll b- worry about ratings and all that sort of stuff. If, if you've listened to this, you know we freaking love this and just it's a shot in the arm that Star Wars needs at this point. So absolutely. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, ho- hopefully you've seen it. And if you haven't seen it, go and see it. And if you have seen it, I hope you've enjoyed what we've talked about. Yeah, exactly. I'll, actually, just before we go, that's one point I will make. Some people... I watched halfway through the episode, first episode, and I stopped, and I'm not watching anymore. Uh, it's like, <laughs> God! <laughs> not like, a Star Wars at, fan. Go away. At, at, at least go and check out episode five. You know, at least go and check that out because I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. While, while it would have been starting with, the, with for me the best one, episode five might have been an easier sort of ease into this. I don't know that episode one. You know, like I say, for for the for the unintelligent and the illiterate, it would be a tough sell. Like I say, wow, it's I black think. and white. It's black and white. And, oh, okay, yeah. From a visual that, point of yeah, view, yeah, I know there's plebs out there, and, and they and they don't yeah. look like the Bad Batch. Yeah, you know, yeah. if, if if Star Wars got to be animated, it's got to animated be looking like the yeah, Bad Batch. Got to look like <laughs> shitty CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, yeah. Well, that, that's another. That's probably for next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'll be here for another two hours. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. May the force be with you. Really interesting concept of the 
double should be star destroyer they're not death star <laughs> <laughs> double death star now wouldn't that be interesting <laughs> a pair of testicles <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought the double death star did. Uh... Oh my god, I'm slightly <laughs> off topic here. I'll probably edit this out. I made a meme today, um, pointing out that during the Star Wars A New Hope, when the Death Star was flying to attack them on the moon of Yavin, what and it had to fly around the planet. I made the point why didn't they just blow up the planet and then blow up the moon? <laughs> <laughs> before the rebels attacked and, and and oh my god the fanboys have been getting on top of me about that oh, oh you can't no. oh, oh the death star needs 24 hours to recharge where the fuck did you get oh. that from that sort of shit mm. <laughs> um. Oh my god! You, I'm, I'm gonna come over there when this shit's done, and we're gonna fucking watch Phantom Menace, and you're gonna fucking <laughs> tear your eyes out and your ears out, especially at Jar Jar. It's like you think it gets well, better. Man, with time? I, I, oh. I, only if we do a record along or something like. Oh, that. we should. We should. <laughs> I, I think it'll be a shout along more than anything else. Yeah. Oh my god, what's going on now? Fuck! Because, uh, you know, like I say, Jar Jar does not get better with time; it gets worse. Uh, yeah, oh, it's terrible. Anyway, yeah. Um, this will probably go at the end, I guess. <laughs> um, one, two, one, two, three, four. Koe ka laste utae e opi pare.